Hey everybody, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. We're in Matthew chapter 26. Let me again just remind you what's going on. Jesus has come to the point where his passion has begun. In other words, his betrayal and his suffering to redeem the world of their sins. Judas has betrayed him. Uh, He pointed that out at the Last Supper when he instituted communion. Uh, They got to the garden. Uh, Judas shows up with uh, a number of soldiers, with with really a mob, and they take Jesus. And it's so sad. After they take him, all the apostles scatter. He's standing there alone. So here's what's happened just prior to this. They've taken him to Caiaphas. He's um, been accused of things he didn't do. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. And then finally, they take out of context (laughs) something he says about the temple. He says, hey, the temple's going to be destroyed in three days. I'll rebuild it. He wasn't talking about the physical temple in Jerusalem, which was destroyed in AD 70, right? Still hasn't been fully restored. Yeah, you have a wall left. That's about it, right? Right? Wasn't talking about it. He was talking about his own body, but they didn't get that. And so they used that against him. And so Peter was following from a distance, right? As all this trial was going on and all this stuff was happening. So we pick it up with Peter sitting outside. Let's see what happens. Now, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. Jesus was inside in an area where the uh, trial was taking place. And a servant girl came up to him and said, Hey, you also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all saying, I don't even know what you mean. Okay, so number one, let me remind you, uh, Jesus said, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to betray me. He said this to Peter in the upper room. That's the first denial. First denial. It just flats out says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this guy. He goes, I says, now when he went out into the entrance, another servant girl, a girl, a servant girl saw him. And she said to the bystanders, hey, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. Now, big deal. Not supposed to take oaths unless you're serious about it, unless you're honest. It's sort of a cultural thing. And so he denies it with an oath. He said, I do not know the man. That sort of, you know, it's sort of like, I swear to you, I don't know the guy, or I swear to God, which is what some people would say, I don't know him. That's what he did. Now, after a little while, the bystanders came up to him and said said to Peter, certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Okay, he had a Galilean accent, very different from those in Jerusalem. So his accent was giving him away. And so look what happens. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and bitterly wept. Now, there's a difference between a betrayal, right? And a person being a coward. Judas betrayed Jesus. And that carried with it some pretty distinctive characteristics. And here's why you betray someone. You betray someone, betray someone, first of all, for revenge. If someone has wronged you, you you maybe befriend them, get close to them, and then you betray them to get revenge. Another reason would be relational. 
Maybe you had a relationship go bad. Maybe it was with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a husband or a wife. Man, you're just so angry and bitter and eaten up. You want revenge. Well, and so that's why you betray someone to get that revenge. But another reason why you betray someone, will you turn against them and don't care about their future, don't care about what they stand for? That's what betrayal is. Betrayal is saying, I don't care if you die today. That's a betrayal. Third reason why you betray someone is for a reward. And that's exactly what Judas did. He betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, not gold. That was prophesied about, oh, I don't know, probably 800 years prior to this event. But what Peter did wasn't a betrayal. He was a coward. And you're saying, well, Terry, that's a pretty hard word. No, no, he was a coward. And why are we cowards? Why is it that we show cowardice actions? One is because of character. Sometimes you're you're built in such a way and you've been formed in such a way where you care only about yourself and your self-advancement, your self-preservation, and it's just about you. And you just can't see beyond yourself or your interest. And so, and so when it's time to stand up, you sit down. Another reason is, is strictly um, uh, a commitment. Just committed. Are you ever really committed uh, to a cause? I mean, committed enough to risk a little money, risk some time away. Are you ever just really committed? And the last one is conviction. Conviction is different than committed. Committed is sort of an intellectual assent that these ideas are true and I want to be aligned with them. But conviction is from your soul. Conviction says, in my soul, I will do. It's a value, right? I will do this. This is part of the operating system of your soul. When you get a conviction, it doesn't matter what's around you. You will maintain and stand. Peter was a coward on this night. There's no nice way to say it. But let me remind you where he ended up. By the end of Peter's life, he would have preached great sermons all across the area. He would have been suffered. He would have suffered persecution and beatings and stonings by many. And at the end of his life, he was so convicted and committed and had such a developed character, committed all to Christ and Christ alone. When it was time for him to die, they were going to crucify him. You know what he said? Crucify me upside down because I do not deserve to die like my Lord. You could go from coward, right, to wholly committed. You can do it. And there's a way you can do it. You know how it is? It's by leaning on the grace of God every day, being in the word every day. When you do this, God will give you the grace for your journey to move from wherever you are to where you need to be. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, grow us all to the place where we please you. You've left us great examples in Scripture, Lord, real people who did real things. So help us to model that, to bring honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God, blessings on you, and uh, we'll talk next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.